last night was the coldest night of the expedition. Um, 10.4 degrees at, uh, at sunrise. And uh, what a privilege last night's camp was. The, the strong winds of the previous three or four days had almost totally died. And uh, we were able to uh, enjoy the clearest of skies, no dust down towards the horizon. So stars touching um, the ground all around us and that the moon, oh, I didn't see it rise at four o'clock at all. I must have been asleep, but it was just fantastic. So I'm not sleeping in a tent. I'm sleeping in a mat on the sand, and uh, which means I can put my head on my pillow and see the stars every night. But the plan for today was to retrace our steps back north uh, to rejoin the 1917 journey line of uh, explorer Harry St. John Philby. Uh, that meant really picking up our um, our vehicle tracks. We did a quick um, session with the drone, trying to uh, get the drone as high as we could. There was a lazy old breeze actually high up that the drone struggled against, but we managed to get some drone shots of the craters because being so full of sand, the meteorite impact craters, being so full of sand, it's very hard to discern too much uh, from ground level, but hopefully from uh, uh, 100, 200 feet up with the drone we can see a bit more so our tires how do you drive in sand this this enormous sand sea that we've been in the middle of um you deflate your tires to about 18 psi and uh, we have uh, shovels at the ready um, sand ladders at the ready which we've only had to use once um, tow ropes if that doesn't work snatch straps to jerk someone out of a stuck position but but uh, everyone drove superbly well and uh, we didn't have really cause to uh, use any of that equipment today just just once we had to uh, just turn back down a slope that wasn't quite the sand was too soft to get up to the top of so we're now um, at the end of day nine the sun's setting to the west and a uh, lovely rosy sky as always um, and we're in a really good position to reconnect with that uh, 1917 line tomorrow which we hope to do about midday and then we'll start walking once again in the footsteps of Harry St. John Philby one other thing though we did this morning before we left um, the meteorite crater was to take a photograph of a flag that we're carrying and this flag is really important it's the flag of a uh, of an incredibly um, distinguished organization there are three geographical exploration um, organizations that we're connected to as part of this journey one is of course the Royal Geographical Society in London and that was Philby's second home when he returned from the Middle East, armed with his field notes, he would go to the RGS, hand his notes over to the cartographers who would lick their pencils and start filling in the gaps. Um, and it was, the, of course, that society uh, in 1920 that or, or awarded Philby the uh, Founders Medal with the approval of King George for his great explorations of 1917. Further north, you have the fantastic Royal Scottish Geographical Society, led so superbly by Mike Robinson, a small organisation that punches incredibly uh, above its weight due to a strong network and an incredibly committed team of staff there at their headquarters in Perth. Um, some great innovative work on climate change of late, and if you visit our expedition website, you will see that we're trying to raise money for a young generation fund to... Uh, to give more young people in Scotland more opportunities in the field of geography and exploration. So do, do, do check that out. Philby was due to lecture twice to the Royal Scottish Geographical Society, but on both occasions sadly got called back to the Middle East um, to, uh, to do work on, beha on behalf of the British government or, or, or Ibn Saud. Um, 
But the flag we photographed this morning did not belong to either of those two organisations. It belongs to the Explorers Club of New York. And it was in 1930 that the Explorers Club um, um, stated that, that outside of Antarctica, it was the, the empty wastes of Central Arabia that presented the next great challenge. And, uh, and, and that was Philby's, um, one area obviously of Philby's great um, attention. So we carry the flag of the Explorers Club with us and we carry flag number 112. There are, there are um, 222 flags um, displayed at the flag at the, at the, at the Explorers Club clubhouse in New York. And not every expedition that goes out is able to carry that flag. It's not given to everyone. Um, so we're very honoured to carry flag 112. The first expedition this flag went on was in 1944. So that's about 78 years, if my maths is right, it's about set, this flag we're carrying is about 78 years old. And uh, you receive, you, so to, to carry that flag, it's a quite a laborious process of um, of, of um, um, application online. Uh, it goes in front of a committee and it's not awarded to everyone. And it says on the, um, the, the, the document that accompanies the flag when it's couriered to you before your expedition, it says the Explorers Club flag is a symbol of courage and fidelity. The award of the flag is a, is a significant accomplishment. Since 1918, the flag has been carried to all of the Earth's continents, as well as under the sea and into the stars. To date, 850 explorers have carried the flag on over 1,450 expeditions. A select handful of the 222 Explorers Club flags have been framed and now decorate the clubhouse in New York, and we hope to lecture on the Heart of Arabia expedition in that clubhouse in 2023. These include flags carried by uh, people like Tor Heyerdahl on the Contiki expedition, Naomi Omura, the um, great polar explorer, and uh, miniature flags, even miniature flags were carried aboard Apollo 8 and Apollo 15. The flag we photographed this morning has been to Mexico on volcanic expeditions to Mexico. It's been to Tibet. It's been to Micronesia on diving expeditions. Um, it's been searching for a lost plane. It's been in search of vanishing hill tribes in Laos. It's been to the North Dakota Badlands. It's been to Papua New Guinea. It's been to Vanuatu in the volcanoes. Uh, it's been to Madagascar underground in the limestone caves of Madagascar. It's been to Micronesia. It's been to the Galapagos. And now it is with us here in the uh, central deserts of Arabia. So we're very proud to um, carry that flag. Um, it's not awarded to everyone. You, um, you know, it's an honour and it's also a responsibility. We've, you know, the, the standards set by the Explorers Club are extremely high. The most important requirement being that the expedition is true exploration and not, um, not personal adventure. Um, it's an enduring symbol of the of the club. The club is is, is a fantastic building. It's a fantastic organisation that has groups called chapters all around the world. And the flag expeditions further the club's purposes to broaden man's knowledge of all phases of the universe. 
And at the end of this expedition, we have to produce a report that goes to the Explorers Club, and that club that that report will help further disseminate the new knowledge that we gather, part of the science work that we do. And it's that acquiring of new knowledge that really would have resonated well with Philby. Um, and it's the acquisition of new knowledge, according to the Explorers Club, that distinguishes the scientific explorer from the adventurer or treasure hunter. <laughs>